0: Friends, welcome to the Book Reading Marathon Challenge, Day 52, Chapter 12 of the book Zero to One by Peter and Big Master. It's Vivek Kumar signing in again today. Today is Sunday, and today we'll talk about Chapter 12 of the book Zero to One, where we are going to talk about man and machine. As mature industries is stagnant, information technology has advanced so rapidly that it has now become synonymous with technology itself. Today, more than 1.5 billion people enjoy instant access to the world's knowledge using pocket-sized devices. Every one of today's smartphones has thousands of times more processing power than the computers that guided astronauts to the moon, and if Moore's law continues uh, pace. Tomorrow's computer will be even more powerful. Computers already have enough power to outperform people in activities we used to think of as distinctly, distinctively human. In 1997, IBM's Deep Blue defeated World chess Champion Gary Kasparov. Geopardy, best ever contestant, Kane Jennings succ- succ- scumbled to IBM's Western in 2011, and Google's self-driving cars are already on California road today. Dale Aether Jr. needed needn't feel threatened by them, but the guardian worries on behalf of the millions of chauffeurs and cabbies in the world that self-driving cars would drive the next wave of unemployment. Everyone expects computers to do more in the future. So much more that some wonder 30 years from now, will there be anything left for people to do? Software is eating the world. Venture capitalist Mark Andri- Andreessen has announced with a tone invitability. VC Andrew Kessler sounds almost gleeful when he explains that the best way to create productivity is to get rid of people. Forbes captured a more anxious attitude when it asked readers, will a machine replace you? Futurists can seem like they hope the answer is yes. Deuditists are so worried about being replaced that they would rather be stopped building new technologies altogether. Neither side questions the premises that better computers will necessarily replace human workers, but that premises premises is wrong. Computers are complements for humans, not substitutes. The most valuable business of coming decades will be built by entrepreneurs who seek to empower people rather than try to make them obsolete. Substitution versus Complementarivity 15 years ago, American workers were worried about competition from cheaper Mexican substitutes and that made sense because human really can substitute for each other. Today, people think they can hear roars, batters, giant sucking sound and more, but they track it back to server farms somewhere in Texas. Instead of cut-rate tracing, in Tijuana, Americans fear technology in the near future because they see it as a, as a replay of the globalization of the near past. But the situation are very different. People compete for jobs and for resources. Computers compete for neither. Globalization means substitution. When Pareto warned about foreign competition, both George S. W. Bush and Bill Clinton preached the gospel of free trade. Since every person has a relative strength at some particular job, in theory, the economy maximizes wealth when people specialize according to their advantage. And then trade with each other. In practice, it's not unambiguously clear how well free trade has worked for many workers at least. Gains from trade are greatest when there's a big discrepancy in competitive advantage. But the global supply of workers willing to do repetitive tasks for an extremely small wage is extremely large. People don't just compete to supply level, they also demand the same resources. While American consumers have benefited from access to cheap toys and textiles from China, they they have had to pay higher prices for the gasoline newly desired by millions of Chinese motorists. Whether people eat shark wines in Shanghai or fish tacos in uh, San Diego, they all need food and they all need shelter and desire doesn't stop at subsistence people will demand even more as globalization continues now that millions of chinese opinions can finally enjoy a secure supply of basic calories they want more of them to come from uh, pork instead of just grain the convergence of desire is even more obvious at the top all oligarchs have the same taste in crystal from petersburg to Pyoggan. Uh, technology means complementary now think about the prospect of competition from computers instead of competition from human workers on the supply side computers are far more different from people than any two people are different from each other men and machines are good at fundamentally different things people have intentionally intentionality we form plans and make decisions in complicated situations. We are less good at making sense of enormous amount of data. Computers are exactly computers are exactly the opposite. They excel at efficient data processing, but they struggle to make basic judgments that would be simple for any human. To understand the scale of this variance consider another of Google's computer for human substitution projects. In 2012, one of their supercomputers made headlines when after scanning 10 million thumbnails of YouTube videos, it learned to identify a cat with 75% accuracy. That seems impressive until you remember that an average 4-year-old can do it flawlessly. When a cheap laptop beats the smartest mathematician at some task but even a supercomputer with 16,000 cpus can't beat a child at others you can tell that human and computers are not just more or less powerful than each other they are categorically different the stark difference between man and machine means that gains from working with computers are much higher than gains from trade with other people we don't trade with computers anymore then uh, we trade with livestock or lumps, and that's the point. Computers are tools, not drivers. The difference, the differences, are even deeper on the demand side. Unlike people in industrializing countries, co- computers don't yearn for more luxury food or bench phone milas in cap ferrat. All they require is a nominal amount of electricity, which they have not even smart enough to want. When we uh, design new computer technology to help solve problems, we get all the efficiency gains of a hyper-specialized trading partner without having to compete with it for resources. Properly understood, technology is the one way for us to escape competition in a globalizing globalizing world. As computers become more and more powerful, they aren't a substitute for humans. They will be complements. Complementary businesses. Complementarity between computer and human isn't just a macro scale fact, it's also the path to building a great business. I came to understand this from my experience at PayPal. In mid 2000, we had survived dot-com crash and we were growing fast. But we faced one huge problem. We were losing upwards of ten billion million dollars to credit card fraud every month. Since we were processing hundreds or even thousands of transactions per minute, we couldn't possibly review each one. No human quality control team could work that fast. So we did what any group of engineers would do. We tried to automate a solution. First, Max Lavenge assembled an elite team of mathematicians to study the fraudulent transfer in detail. Then we took what we learned and wrote software to automatically identify and cancel bogus transactions in real time. But it quickly became clear that this approach wouldn't work either. After an hour or two, the thieves would catch on on and change their tactics. We were dealing with an adaptive enemy and our software couldn't adapt in response. The fraudsters' adaptive adaptive evasion fooled our automatic de- detection algorithm. But we found that they didn't fool our human analysts as easily. So Max and his engineers rewrote the software to take a hybrid approach. The computer would flag the most suspicious on a well-designed user interface, interface and human operators would make the final judgment to do uh, their Legitimacy. Thanks to this hybrid system, we named it Igor, after the Russian frauders uh, fraud, 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 who bragged that we would never be able to stop it. We turned our first quarterly profit in the first quarter of 2002 as opposed to a quarterly loss of $29.3 $1 million dollars. One year before, the FBI asked us if we had let them uh, use Igor to help detect financial crime and Max was able to boast grandiously but truthfully that he was the Sherlock Sir Holmes of the Internet underground. This kind of man-machine symbiosis enabled paypal to stay in business which in turn enabled hundreds of thousands of small businesses to accept the payment they needed to thrive on the internet none of it would have none of it would have been possible without the man missing solution even though most people could never see it or even hear about it hear about it i continue to think about this after we sold paypal in 2002 if humans and computers together could achieve dramatically better results than either could attain alone, what other valuable business could be built on this core principle? The next year, I pissed Alex Karp, an old Stanford classmate, and Stephen Koh, a software engineer, on a new startup idea. We would use the human computer hybrid approach from PayPal security system to identify terrorist networks and financial frauds. We already knew that FBI was interested, and in 2004, we founded Palantir, a software company that helped people extract insights from divergent sources of information. The company is on track to book sales of $1 billion in 2014, and folks have called Palantir's software the killer app for its remote role in helping the government locate. Osama, Osama bin Laden we have no details to share from that operation but we can say that neither human intelligence by itself nor computers alone will be able to make us safe America's two biggest spy agencies take opposite approaches. The Central Intelligence Agency is run by spies uh, spies who privilege humans. The National Security Agency is run by, uh, gener- uh, by generals who prioritize computers. CIA analysts have to wade through so much noise that it's very difficult to identify the most serious threat. NSA computers can process used quantities of data, but machines alone cannot authoritatively determine whether someone is plotting a terrorist act. Palantir aims to transact these opposing biases. Its software analyzes the data the government feeds it. It phone records of radical uh, clerics in Yemen or bank accounts linked to terror cell activity, for instance, and flag suspicious activities for a trained analyst to review. review. In addition to helping find terrorists, analysts using Palantir software have been able to predict where insurgents plant IEDs in Afghanistan, prosecute high-profile insider trading cases, take down the largest child pornography ring in the world, support the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in fighting foodborne disease outbreaks, and save both commercial banks and government government hundreds of millions of dollars annually through advanced fraud detection. Advanced software made this possible, but even more important were the human analysts, prosecutors, scientists, and financial professionals without whose active engagement the software would have. Useless. Think of what professional, professionals do in the job today. Lawyers must be able to articulate solutions to thorny problems in several different ways. The peak changes depending on whether you are talking to a client, opposing counsel or a judge. The doctor need to marry clinic, clinical. Clinical Understanding it and ability to communicate it to the next expert patient and Good teachers aren't just experts in their disciplines, they also they must also understand how to tailor their instructions to different individuals in interests and learning styles. Computers might be able to do some of these tasks, but they can't combine them effectively. Better technology in law, medicine, and education. entrepreneurs, professionals, it will allow them to do even more. LinkedIn has done exactly this for recruiters. recruiters. When LinkedIn was found in 2003, they didn't call recruiters to find discrete pain points in need of relief and they didn't try to write software that would replace recruiters outright. Recruiting is part detective work and part sales. You have to scrutinize applicants' history, assess their uh, motives and compatibility and pursued the most promising ones to join you effectively replacing all the those functions with a computer would be impossible instead linkedin set out to transform how recruiters did the job did their jobs today more than 97 percent of recruiters use linkedin and its powerful search and filtering functionality to, uh, to source job candidates and the network also creates value for the hundreds of millions of professionals who use it to manage their professional brands. If LinkedIn had tried to simply replace recruiters with technology, they they wouldn't have a business today. The ideology of computer science. Why do so many people miss the power of complementary? It starts in school. Software engineers tend to work on projects that replace human efforts because that's what they are trained to do. Americans make their reputation through specialized research. The primary goal is to publish papers and publication means respecting the limits of particular disciplines. For computer scientists that means reducing human capabilities to specialized tasks that computers can be trained to conquer one by one. Just look at the trendiest field in computer science today, the very term machine learning Evokes imaginary of replacements, and its booster seems to believe that computers can be taught to perform almost any task. So long as we feed them enough training data, any user of Netflix or Amazon has experienced the results of machine learning firsthand. Both companies use algorithms to recommend products based on your viewing and purchase history. Feed them more data, and the com- uh, recommendations get even better. Google Translate work the same way, providing rough but serviceable tran- uh, translations into any of the 80 languages it supports. Not because the software understands human language, but because it has extracted patterns through statistical analy- analysis of huge corpus of text. The other buzzword that optimizes a bias towards substitution is big data. Today's companies have an insatiable. Appetite for data, mistakenly believing that more data always creates more value but big data is usually dumb data. Computers can find patterns that elude humans but they don't know how to compare patterns from different sources or how to interpret complex behaviors. Actionable insights can only come from a human analyst or the kind of generalized artificial intelligence that exists only in science. Fictions. We have let ourselves become enchanted by big data only because we exoticize technology. We have impressed with, uh, impressed with small fields accomplished by computer alone, but we ignore big achievements from complementarity because the human contribution makes them less uncanny. Western deep blue and ever better machine learning algorithms are cool. But the most valuable companies in the future aren't asked what problem can be solved with computers alone. Instead, they will ask how can computers help humans solve hard problems. Even smarter computers, friends are poor. The future of computing is necessarily full of unknowns. It's because conventional to see even smarter robots intelligences like Siri and Western as harbingers of things to come. Once computers can answer all our questions, perhaps they will ask why they should remain sub to us at all. The logical end point to this substitutionalist thinking is called strong AI: Computers that ellipse humans on every important dimension, of course the Lututites are terrified by the possibility. It even takes the futurist a little uneasy. It is not clear whether strong AI could save humanity or doom it. Technology is supposed to increase our mastery over nature and reduce the role of chance in our lives. Building smarter than human computers could actually bring chance back with a vinegreens. A strong AI is like a cosmic lottery ticket. If we win, we get utopia. If we lose, this can't substitute us out of existence. But even if a strong AI is a real possibility rather than an imponderable mystery, it won't happen anytime soon. Replacement by computers is a worry for the 22nd century. Indefinite fears about the far future shouldn't stop us from making definite plans today. Due to the eludites claim that we shouldn't build the computers that might replace people. someday. Crazed futurists argue that we should. These two positions are mutually exclusive, but they are not exhaustive. There is room in between for uh, sane same people to build a vast, vastly better world in the decades ahead. As we find new ways to use computers, they aren't just get better at the kinds of things people already do, they will help us to do what we precisely, un- imaginable. So friends, it's the end of chapter 12 and we'll be talking about chapter 13 seeing green on uh, the coming days. So thank you very much for today. It's mark signing off for today until we meet again on Thursday. Thank you very much.